0: Welcome to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone, where America's top cleaning expert shows you the ins and outs of keeping a clean home and a clean business. From expert advice to cutting edge interviews, Debbie uses her 30 years experience to bring you the insight you need to be cleaning up. And now, here's your host, Debbie Sardone.
1: Welcome back to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone. And of course, I am your host, Debbie Sardone. We have another exciting guest with us in the studio today. And of course, as usual, we are talking about entrepreneurialism. And whether you are a startup business or you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you will find great information and content. Uh, every single week on our show so make sure you share this with a friend and listen every single week make sure you follow us and share it on your social media sites so I have a really great guest with me uh, this morning and it's an interesting story how we uh, made the acquaintance today I had a last-minute cancellation for my guest for today's show and I thought I was gonna have to delay today's uh, recording And I was at a networking meeting, and I happened to run into Jay Marks of Jay Mark Real Estate. And he's one of those people you can just tell by his demeanor and his personality that he finds a way to say yes when it comes to business, when it comes to opportunity. He's not one of these people that there is always an obstacle to an opportunity. And so I just happened to say, by any chance, are you available to? be on my radio show. I'd love for you to share your experiences in business." And he said, yes, and of course, then he went and juggled some things. I'll have him tell you a little bit about that, but he juggled some things to make it possible. And I thought, well, that's the kind of entrepreneur that is successful in life. When there is an opportunity to talk about their business, to elevate their business in their community, they find a way to say yes, even if it isn't convenient or it isn't easy. I know I've said yes many times, and then later thought, okay, how am I gonna make that work? (laughs) Because I knew it was a good opportunity for my business. So Jay Marks is uh, with, of course, Jay Marks Real Estate, and he's been in the real estate industry for nearly 24 years now. He started out working part-time while he was also working in the United States Army. He quickly realized that he had a passion and a talent for helping people with their real estate needs. And I thought one thing that's really interesting about jay is he served for 10 years in the army as a paratrooper and he lived overseas in korea so He used to be one of those guys that got to blow stuff up. Thank you, Jay Marks, for coming to the studio and being on the show today.
2: I thought we were going to blow something up today. Yeah,
1: well, we're going to blow up the whole idea of entrepreneurialism. We're going to talk about successes and challenges, and I think you're a person to to have that conversation with.
2: Well, thank you, and thank you for inviting me, Debbie. It was nice to have fun with you today at our networking meeting, too.
1: Well, I was really impressed with your delegation style because I know as a busy entrepreneur, we're always spinning plates we're always doing too much. We tend to say yes to too many things. And if we're not good delegators, these things start to fall apart. And I noticed that you were able to say yes, but then you immediately put some things in place. I mean, I got an email within minutes of with your bio and some expert questions that I can uh, ask you about your business and your success. How on earth did you make all of that happen?
2: Well, first of all, um, I'm honored and humbled. Uh, as we decided to work together today, I um, pulled out of the parking lot and I called my office and I told everyone to get on the speakerphone. And we got together and I had my amazing staff put together a list of questions. We have our bio from our website all ready to go, jmarksrealestate.com. And we were able to put that together and get that email to you.
1: Okay, so you're very well prepared. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You have an opportunity. You already have things on your website. You already have a team that's already been trained and is knowledgeable how to pull that together.
2: Correct. And we do train and we do practice and we have meetings. We communicate well, in my opinion. Uh, Just the other day, we had this amazing uh, older lady, a widow, actually came to our office. She had heard about us, walked in the door and said, hi, I want to sell my home. Can you help? And I literally had 20 seconds notice that I was going to be doing a listing presentation. And so we, um, part of my military background is to be always ready and to have what we need to do the job. And so that's what we did.
1: You know, how many opportunities do entrepreneurs miss simply because they're not ready? We don't have things in place. We don't have our pitch, our 30-second commercial, our bio, or whatever it is. How do you get ready as a business owner and stay
2: ready? well i i've learned through sad experience and through good training i've missed a lot of opportunities in my 20 plus years in business and in the military and also learned from attending good training classes and networking with other successful agents
1: so kind of going back to the beginning uh obviously you were in the army you were jumping out of airplanes and blowing stuff up how did you end up in real
2: estate well it's a it's a good um it's a fun story I was a uh, cannoneer, actually I was a um, howitzer section chief, so I was in charge of a group of nine to ten uh, other cannoneers, artillerymen, and we used to um, do that at Fort Sill. Anyway, long story short, it's too late for that, I wanted to go to college and become an air traffic controller, and so I did ten years, I made a decision, okay, I'm either at the ten-year mark where I stay or I get out, so I decided to become an air traffic controller, and I needed to find a way to provide for my family while I was in school, and I saw all these lawns that needed mowed and houses that needed painted. So I pulled up to a small real estate firm that had all these signs and yards that I didn't think looked very nice. And I did a presentation on why she should hire me to mow her yards and why she should hire me to paint the houses. She was rather impressed with that. She gave me a couple of yards to mow and then I came back to collect payment and she had me sit down with her and um, she convinced me to get my real estate license and under her leadership, I sold four houses my first month and decided I didn't want to paint houses and mow yards. I wanted to sell houses instead.
1: That is a fantastic story because so many entrepreneurs start out by rolling up their sleeves and doing the dirty work. And then it leads to another opportunity. I mean, I kind of started my business in a similar manner. I wanted some extra income because I was the wife of a police officer. And you know what kind of tiny little paychecks they make. And I just wanted to clean houses for extra income. And from that opportunity of rolling up my sleeves, getting my fingernails dirty, (laughs) sticking my hands in toilets, eventually over the years became one of the largest maid services in the country, and now we have a non-profit that has national recognition, and I do business consulting and training all over the world with other maid services. But it started out by my rolling up my sleeves and getting my fingernails dirty. So I love hearing that you had such a humble start. Um, but I also understand you have a bit of an entrepreneurial background in history with your family. Tell me about that.
2: Well, um, it's, it's actually a really neat story. My great-great-grandfather ran on the Oklahoma land run. He was a, a border marshal. And so his job was to prevent Sooners from uh, stinking across and grabbing land. Um, with his connections and work there, he and his parcel of land that he got, he acquired several others. And um, he owned several rent properties from the early days. And in 1924, his son, my great-grandfather, formed a, a small oil company called Paul Long and Sons Oil Company in Ponca City, Oklahoma. And their job was to deliver fuel and oil to farmers. And so our business started by having one gas station, and we supplied all of northern Oklahoma counties with um, diesel and oil and lubricants for their tractors and things like that. Ended up owning 10 gas stations, and then my grandmother took over, and then my my dad and my grandmother and my uncle were all partners. And so I sat um, in that office quite a bit listening to business meetings and making decisions, having high standards. You know, that's exactly how I learned to own my own business. But you, watching my you got
1: that entrepreneurial bug from your family, which is so incredible. And, you know, I was just thinking, my goodness, you know, property and real estate kind of is in your DNA.
2: Right. And I'll tell you something funny about that. My grandmother one time got onto me about getting into real estate. And she was actually fussing at me pretty hard that I should be with the family business and oil and gas instead. And then my uncle piped up and said, but grandmother, but mother, actually, don't you remember? It was grandfather's real estate money that we used to start this business. Wow. And so then she was silent and she wished me well in the real estate business. That
1: is fantastic. And, and real estate has always been a sure bet for, for just about anybody to be involved in almost any level well, in I've the l- country.
2: I've learned that people need a place to live. There's always somebody graduating. There's always someone getting married. There's always something happening where people need a place to live. And
1: we're always upsizing or downsizing. We either need a bigger house, and so we've got to move. We need a smaller house because our is grown and out. And it's you're never going to need a customer. Just like dirty houses, they're never going to go away, and nobody ever wants to be the one that cleans the bathtub on Saturday. Right. So we've pretty much got a guaranteed business, but I'm sure it wasn't always, you know, roses and and easy so what would you say were some of the challenges early on when you first got started in your own business
2: well when I first got started we didn't even have cell phones only the rich real estate agents had cell phones I had a pocket full of quarters and we didn't have um, I started in the early 90s we didn't have an MLS system in a computer it was a book and so it was a lot of driving around town and talking to people pay phone calls I learned during those time to never rely on technology but instead to rely on relationships and make friends. You
1: know, that is a really smart statement. And uh, I would like to hear a little bit more about that because nowadays there is so much technology and some people are intimidated by technology because their business is a mature business and they don't know how to stay current. But you just said something that I think will inspire any entrepreneur. Don't rely on technology to build your business, rely on those relationships And um, tell me a little bit about that because so many people are afraid that they are going to become irrelevant because they don't have technology. Tell me a little bit about
2: relying on relationships. I did not know anyone in town in Lawton, Oklahoma when I was a soldier at Fort Sill. I knew my artillery people, my army connections. I knew the military. And all of a sudden now I'm changing worlds. And so I had to immediately find out how do I get known, and more importantly, get to know people. I went right to the Chamber of Commerce. I went right to networking breakfasts, and I decided that everywhere I would go, I would shake five hands. And I've been doing that ever since. I shake five new hands a day.
1: You know, it's all about the numbers in business, and a lot of entrepreneurs don't necessarily get that, that if you just start out with, oh, I'm going to meet some people today, but you have no specific tangible goal, then you might go the whole day and not meet a single person. I love that you put a number behind a goal, that every day or every networking event, I will shake five hands, because that means you've met five people so when we come back after the break, I do want to explore a little bit more about relationships and then, you know, what do we do with some of the technology? Because it's not going away, but how do we build our business on relationships? I was up the dawn.
0: Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and, really and on the web at debbysardone.com.
1: But it must be moving on
2: listening to rncm the number one source for premium talk radio
0: everyone hates a dirty house but who wants to spend saturdays cleaning there's the vacuuming the dusting the mopping floors scrubbing the toilets cleaning the showers and who even has the time to clean the ceiling fans or wash the baseboards and if the kids have a game well there goes the weekend that's why i use buckets and bows maid service i love my busy life and my clean home God, I love the heat in Texas, but I hate the bills that go with it. Hi, folks. My name is Alisa Mana. I'm the co-founder and president of One Solar Solution. If you hate electricity bills as much as I do, well, call us. We're going to customize a solar system for you and for your home or your business. We're going to make sure it costs you nothing up front, and it saves you money from day one. There's no better time to go green, as there's a lot of incentives. So call us today, 855-601-SOLAR. Also, you can go to our website for more information, onesolarsolution.com. You're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network.
1: Welcome back. We are talking today with successful entrepreneur and real estate agent, Jay Marks from Flower Mound, Texas. Thanks, Jay, for staying over after the break.
2: My pleasure. It's a lot of fun being here.
1: It is a lot of fun and you've got a lot of great wisdom and I really liked how we left off in the last segment where you talked about how in business you learned early on not to rely on technology because we both know it changes like every minute nowadays, but to rely on relationships. But technology is a reality in business. And so I am curious, what technology do you use to build your business?
2: Well, right now we have a very active social media platform. We have a blog, which I'm most proud of. It's imjmarks.wordpress.com. You can go to imjmarks.com and get there as well. This blog, we do five things every week. We talk about a house that you must see on Monday, hence must see Monday, Tuesday 200 or 300. Wednesday, we do Jay Around Town, which is community updates, neat things happening. Plus, I also go interview other businesses as well. Uh, Thursdays is always new construction because right now we have over 400 active permits just in my town alone and Friday is one of our town favorites called Foodie Friday where we interview local owned restaurants in the Flyer Mountain South Denton area and we're spreading out a little bit we've interviewed over a hundred so far and it's really exciting because we have over 75,000 readers every year that come to our blog
1: you know that is so smart first of all. And second of all, I will be going and subscribing to your blog. You should. And I would definitely like to share that with my clients at Buckets and Bows Maid Service, because these are things that people in our community are interested in. We want to hear about local restaurants. We want to hear about new houses and cool houses on the market and new construction. I mean, we're all interested in our community. So kudos to you because that's brilliant, but also
2: because it's relevant. Right. In all my conversations, I've discovered two things. Number one, people absolutely always wanna know what their house is worth. They're yeah, even curious. if we're not selling it, we wanna know, did it go up, did it go down? Exactly, and secondly, where can I go get a great meal on a Friday night? Where can I just go and take my family? And these local restaurants, these small guys, they don't have the benefit of national chain advertising. It's through their word of mouth and network as well.
1: Right, so we all like to support local. We like to find those diamonds in the rough that we maybe don't even know exist, And we like to read reviews first before we go just to see, well, what kind of food, what kind of atmosphere. So it really is a great service that you provide. And I definitely encourage people to follow your blog. And we will have that listed on our Facebook page so they can – we'll link to that as well. But I also think that use of that technology as an entrepreneur is brilliant because so many entrepreneurs oftentimes use their blog to talk about me, 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 you know, their favorite song. And when you use your blog to talk about others, to interview other local business owners. And gee, I hope I get to be interviewed someday. (laughs) You know what?
2: Considering I'm here, I think you're next.
1: Yeah, I have a feeling I have my foot in the door with this successful entrepreneur. So that's a really smart use of technology. Um, Is there any other technology that you'd like to share that you feel like has definitely enabled your success?
2: Well, um, we're very active on Facebook as well. Social media, Twitter. Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. Um, I stay in touch with my business professionals as well. I try to put together a multi-integrated social media platform. I learned that from some radio friends back in the nineties when they were doing their marketing campaigns. Plus I hired someone who is an expert at marketing and advertising and having that person on my personal staff makes a huge difference. Her name is Carrie. And she is a very, very important member of my team.
1: You know, we can't all do everything. And entrepreneurs shouldn't do everything. We need to stick to what we do best and then hire professionals to do what they do best, which is going to help us grow your business. So clearly you have a handle on delegating and identifying outside talent.
2: Right. Can I tell you about my team real quick? Absolutely. So I have Carrie Lambert who runs my marketing advertising and also all of our social media. We have um, Christy, who does all of our transactions and contract to close. Once a house goes under contract, she monitors that. We have Nina Boyd, who does our buyers, and she is an incredible salesperson. And my favorite staff member of all is my wife. Yeah, My wife does all of our bookkeeping, writes the checks, pays the bills, keeps us straight administratively. And she tells me how much she gets paid. She said she gets all of it. So there you go. I work for free.
1: She's like, by the way, I'm giving myself a raise again. Exactly. <laughs> and that happens because the more successful you are, the bigger raise she gets. So kudos to her and you both. Yeah, She's smart. You know, I'm a firm believer in surrounding yourself with a good team. And you know, those wonderful books have been written about getting the right members on your bus and making sure everybody has a vision. How do you help your team maintain a clear vision and to really follow your mission and your vision for your company? How do you inspire them? How do you motivate them?
2: Well, first of all, we meet every single week and we have a detailed meeting with a detailed agenda and we don't miss a step. We make sure we cover every piece and it's a well-rounded agenda that touches on all parts of our business. We meet once a week, period. And we've been doing that for a long time. Secondly, we constantly stay in touch and communicate. And when things are working great, high fives, things aren't working great, we stop and adjust. What I've learned through good experience and bad, that I need to be focused on my one thing, which is finding people that wanna buy and sell homes, putting together deals, marketing property, and meeting people and talking to people that is the number one thing i do for my clients is i'm constantly looking for a buyer for their home or for a house if they're looking to buy and i have asked everyone else to help me in those other pieces
1: well what's really important is as an entrepreneur you're not doing it all yourself you have a whole team that are facilitating this process and i really think for the buyers and the sellers That's important because we have no idea if a realtor is really trying to do every single thing instead of having a professional staff to help them. And I believe that is what can make the difference in selling a home.
2: Can I tell you what opened my eyes about four years ago? Yes. I had to have knee surgery. And when I went to the doctor to have my knee worked on, I noticed that he wasn't cutting the grass out front. He wasn't filling out the paperwork at the welcome desk. He wasn't grabbing the stuff to, to give me my test, he was doing the surgery. He had an incredible team. The second thing I asked him was, how many times have you done this? He told me he'd done it a couple thousand times, so I felt pretty good. Okay, I have someone seasoned and experienced. I wasn't always seasoned, I wasn't always experienced, and so those that are trying to start out, I want you to know that you can do it. Build your relationships, build the trust with each other, and then build your business. Get seasoned get seasoned and
1: don't give up which is what most people do they get they give up when the challenges get tough or the market shifts on them they don't know what to do and that is the difference between a seasoned professional i believe is that longevity they just stick it out and they figure it out
2: right i, I wake up every morning on fire and some days i wake up in the morning and go not today so when i'm not feeling it that day sometimes i'll call myself out i'll be honest we've all had those days right Uh, I've only wanted to quit my job 10,000 times because sometimes it's really, really hard. I'm going to be really human with you and vulnerable.
1: So what motivates you? Because that was one of my questions is, you know, you're the boss. So if you want to call in sick that day, you're not going to get a pink slip in your file. How do you motivate yourself every day as an entrepreneur?
2: Well, um, when I was a young dad, my children looked at me and had perfect faith in me that I was going to provide for them.
1: That's a lot I'll of ne- pressure. I'll never forget that look. <laughs> yep.
2: And now I've got a team that's counting on not only their paycheck but their livelihood, but their careers as well. And they've all decided to hang their career around Jay Marks, and so Jay Marks has a very important role to do. And then most importantly, are my clients. If someone wants to hire me to sell their house, we're talking about the largest asset in their life. In most cases, mm-hmm. we have a lot on the mind. Do you know moving is not a fun experience? There's a lot involved, a lot of planning, a lot of sacrifice, it's a lot very of very emotional. Off very emotional, especially if you raised your children there and they need someone that understands and gets it.
1: They need a company that won't create drama and excessive hassle during one of the most stressful times of your life, and that's selling a property. And I know about that because owning a maid service, we get those clients who are in the moving process. They've either had a bad experience with a realtor, a bad experience with a title company, things haven't gone well, and now they've got to have a good experience with the cleaning for the move-in or the move-out job that has to take place at a certain date at a certain time and it has to happen right they only have one shot at it so I understand this is such an emotional time this is the time where we are either going to make it or break it as a maid service in that homeowner's life because their emotions are flying high their stress level is out the wazoo they spent more money than they thought they would and so How do you keep the circumstances calm and keep things running smoothly during this very chaotic process of buying or selling or
2: moving? Well, um, just so you know, behind the scenes, we have a detailed checklist that we follow. We know exactly what step is supposed to happen next in the transaction, in the listing, in the marketing platform. Plus, we've done it for our two decades, so we know what to look out for. And we know, most importantly, how to counsel our clients on what to do and what not to do. It saddens me when I hear sad stories. You can throw a rock anywhere in any direction and hit a real estate agent. And what I'm discovering I need to do is set myself apart. It's stuff just like this. Opportunities to tell my story that you can trust me.
1: Well, when we come back, we are going to talk about how you set yourself apart in such a crowded space where, like you said, you throw a rock anywhere in town and you can hit a real estate agent. I want to hear more about how you set yourself apart. Stay with us.
0: If you're enjoying this on. episode of Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone, give us a rating on
1: iTunes I really today. Have enjoyed day, but it must be moved.
0: Who says green can't be clean? Here's a tip that many professional home cleaning services already know. You can power through the grime in less time with our 100% naturally safe speed cleaning products. Don't waste your time with the products that don't work. Our non-toxic cleaners are safer on pets and people, yet tough on dirt. If you want to clean your home in half the time, visit speedcleaning.com and sign up for our speed cleaning tip of the week. Hi, my name is Gil Bonifaz, and I'm the owner-operator of Cafe Herrera the Omni in downtown Dallas. As a fourth generation restaurateur, we strive to bring you a new generation of Tex-Mex and to continue on the legacy that was started by my great-grandmother over 45 years ago. At Cafe Herrera, we're taking a modern approach towards Tex-Mex. From our sizzling fajita bar to our tequila craft cocktails, we strive to provide the best experience possible for all our diners and continue the legacy that was started over 45 years ago. Whether it's lunch, dinner, drinks, or catering, we'd love to see you out. Find us at CafeHerera.com. You're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network. And we are
1: back, and we have entrepreneur Jay Marks with Jay Marks Real Estate in the studio with us today. And we have been talking about entrepreneurialism, and right after the last segment... Jay shared something that was really interesting about, you know, standing out in a crowded market, which is so true. Seems like there is a real estate agent on every single corner. But before you answer the question about how do you stand out in such a crowded market, we were talking earlier about technology and I noticed during the break that you got a text. And I thought, okay, he's doing business right now on his phone. He's booking business on his phone in the middle of a radio interview. Tell me about that text you just got.
2: Well, it's really interesting that it happened now because this is someone that I met a couple of months ago. I was driving down the street in my neighborhood and I saw two people standing out front doing lawn work. So I just pulled up, rolled the window down and said, hey, I'm Jay Marks. I sell homes. I noticed you're doing your lawn. I'm wondering, is it because you're getting ready to sell? And both of them started laughing. They said, no, but one day, I just got a text from her and she's reminded me of that encounter and asked me to come over and put their home on the market.
1: Okay, now that is brilliant because that plays into your principle that you shared in the first segment that you have made a decision or set a goal to meet five people every single day. And so many people, so many entrepreneurs, especially if they work out of their home and they're a little isolated, would say... Oh, well, I just didn't see anybody today. And you could have easily made the same excuse. Well, I didn't run into anybody today. But you made yourself run into somebody, a total stranger, mowing their lawn. You met them. And it it should have turned into nothing. But a couple months months later, it turns into possibly another client.
2: Right. It's really exciting. And that is how I set myself apart in a crowded field. I mean, in my town alone, we have agents that sell hundreds of houses a year and teams of 20 and 30 people on their team. How in the world am I going to compete with my team of five against a team of 30? Well, exactly. and how am I going to compete with someone who will say I'm a new agent and someone who's been doing it for 20 years? How do I compete against them? Or what if the company over here is offering this program? And there's 300 people in their office. This is how I do it. I look them in the eye and I connect and I make a promise and I keep my promise.
1: Can you imagine if maid service owners who are listening to this broadcast said to themselves, well, you know, I'm always dealing with employees and I'm always in the office. I don't have as many opportunities to meet people, but they applied the same principle. Or if you don't own a maid service, you own another type of business, but you're driving through a neighborhood, you see somebody mowing their lawn. Can you imagine if the owner had the courage and the guts and the confidence, which that's what it takes, even though you may be terrified? to get out of their car and say, by the way, I noticed you were mowing your lawn. Are you by any chance getting ready for a special event or a party? No, no, I'm just mowing my lawn. Oh, okay, no problem. Well, here's my card if you ever are getting ready for a special event or a party. We clean houses for a living. I mean, that whole conversation could translate to just about any business, but it starts with an intentional decision to reach that goal of meeting and talking with five people a day. Right. Brilliant.
2: Luckily for me, because I've been in business for over two decades, my phone will ring from time to time with people that want to sell because they know me or heard of me or have done business with me. I will tell you though, that if I stop working, eventually it's gonna dry up. So since it all starts with me, I have to go out there and do my part and fulfill my commitment.
1: And you do what you're best at, and you delegate what is not your strength, which is really the markings of a successful business owner. Now obviously, we all know business is hard, I'm going to guess that jumping out of an airplane is one of the hardest things you've ever done in your life.
2: Only at night.
1: Oh, okay, only at night. But what about during the day? There's no way I would jump out of an airplane. I'll tell you what, jumping
2: out of an airplane is scary every time. I will tell you, I've done it 180 times, so I kind of love it. And we used to jump out with our heavy packs and with 100 other people all jumping at the same time. And down on the ground, we had to run. A lot of hard work, and it is scary. But I will tell you, the hardest thing I've ever done is when I walk up to someone I don't know you know, and say, hi, I'm Jay Marks. Is that harder than
1: jumping out of an airplane?
2: Yeah, it is. You know, uh,
1: some people would probably say that.
2: It absolutely is, but I've made a decision that I'm going to do it. They're not gonna punch me in the nose, you know. My reserve is not gonna fail, so. So
1: for the timid entrepreneur, for the person who doesn't have the confidence and they think they don't have the personality for this, if they could just remind themselves that jumping out of an airplane is is something you did and you were even more fearful to go up to a total stranger and introduce yourself and you were able to do it, then surely they can do the same thing.
2: Absolutely. And I want you to know there wasn't a single jump that I didn't think about the what ifs. And the cool part about meeting strangers is the what ifs generally lead to business. When someone tells me, no, thank you. I'm not interested. I say, thank you for that question. Who else do you know? Or one of my favorite questions, I like to do it like this. Hey, who have you heard, seriously, that's talking about buying or selling a home? Or in this case, who have you heard that's having a party? We can go give them a once over total clean.
1: You know, it's a great way you phrase that because that will help the entrepreneur get the courage. Let's think about the what ifs. If I jump out of an airplane, the what ifs could be I could die and never get to see my wonderful family again. That is one of the what ifs. But there is no what if answer as bad as that when it comes to just meeting a person. And when I evaluate the what ifs, okay, there's a a very small percentage of what ifs. I might look stupid. They might not be friendly. They might reject me. But how is that the end of the world? I'm not going to die. It's not. And it's highly unlikely. Aren't our fears almost always uh, completely false in terms of the reality?
2: Right. I actually walked up to a well-known realtor one time that I didn't know and asked him if he wanted to sell his house and he laughed at me and I that's when I realized who he was, it was so embarrassing, but it was also hilarious. And when he sees me to this day goes, Hey, I'm not selling my house yet. I'm like, well, call me when you are. That is awesome (laughs) and it makes for a great story. It's hilarious and it
1: builds relationships. You know, that is one thing I've always felt is, you know, as entrepreneurs, we really don't need to worry about competing with our competitors. I have always made it a point to compete with myself. I compete with me I'm not worried about my competitors I'm not worried that if my competitor succeeds that means I will fail I just know that if I don't do the right things in my business I will fail and if I do the right things I will succeed and it really has almost nothing to do with my competition
2: exactly one of my sons is a um, weightlifter he competes in Olympic weightlifting and um, He's always looking to build, beat his past best, his personal best, or PR, they call it, personal record.
1: Yeah, compete with yourself. Compete with yourself. You know, that takes a lot of pressure off of us because a lot of times business owners that are insecure, they they feel standoffish towards their, quote, competitors. They don't want to be friendly to them. They don't want to talk to them in a networking meeting. And if you just remember, compete with yourself. And try to take yourself and your goals and your skills and your achievements to the next level. Don't worry about everybody else. You're going to be fine. In fact, you're going to blow past your goals if you focus on what you should be doing.
2: Right. Another thing I do a little different than other people is I sing. Uh Uh-oh. So I got a little theater background. I got a little army background. I have a choir. My entire life I was in the church choir and school choir. So... I'm not afraid to sing, dance, act, whatever I need to do to make myself look a little different.
1: Do whatever it takes. And I yeah. do love that about you. I mean, you are a successful entrepreneur, you have a lot of spirit and a lot of personality. Uh, are you going to sing for us today?
2: Uh, let's see. If I were doing family, <laughs> I'd probably go, I will sell your house now. Please don't be afraid. Sign here. It's a listing agreement. And now we'll sell your home now.
1: yeah you don't want to hear me sing okay that happens to be my favorite play on the planet the phantom of the opera it's my favorite so you know what if you want a singing realtor if you want a realtor with spirit and spunk and definitely a successful entrepreneur you definitely need to check out uh ray i'm sorry jay marks real estate um but back to getting serious because that's all fun and games i know that uh being an entrepreneur um can be difficult it can be lonely how would you say uh, being an entrepreneur has affected other areas of your life
2: it's number one thing um, it has taught me that I can do anything and um, that's really important Um, my mom died when I was eight years old and uh, having your parent die is a life-shattering event Um, I remember my mother and the things I just had eight years with her. So my memories are different than other people's memories of their parents. But one thing I do remember her always telling me is you can do anything you want. I remember my grandmother talking about her business and my dad talking about working for himself, you know, and, um, that's been kind of a core belief. The neat part about owning my own business now is I've been able to prove it true and to get a testimony that I can do it, and most importantly, that I did.
1: You know, what is really terrific is that was a gift that your mother gave you that has stuck with you for your entire life. And she probably didn't know it at the time that she was giving you such a gift to tell you that anything you put your mind to, you can and will achieve. I mean, that was a huge gift.
2: You have no idea. I value that every single day.
1: And i'm sure you hear it every single day that you know that reminds me of a story i have told many times and that is of my father-in-law he has passed away since but he was a very successful entrepreneur and businessman an incredible salesman and when i was in the early stages of growing my little cleaning business you know working out of the trunk of my car struggling cleaning houses getting my fingernails dirty At one point, when I decided I want to take this thing to the next level, I want to grow into a successful business and not be a house cleaner and own a job. I wanted to own a business. And I remember I was a little discouraged and I wasn't feeling very confident. And I said to him at at Sunday dinner one time, and I trusted him. And I said, what do you think? You know, and I said it with a low amount of confidence. What do you think? Do you think I really can do this? Because I had begun to put in place a plan to build it into a business. And he looked me square in the eye with a real serious look. And he poked his finger out at me. And he said, Debbie, if you decide you're going to do it, I know you can and in that moment i believed him whether he was just being nice or not i'll never know but in that moment i believed him and all of the fear kind of faded from my demeanor and that's when i realized you know what you're right i can do this and i set out on a path of struggle trial and error to build a successful cleaning business and now 35 years later we do have one of the largest maid services in the country and we train maid services all over the world so i do attribute that to somebody who i trusted telling me if you decide you can do it you can do it so after the break when we come back we're going to talk a little further with Jay Marks real estate and find out some more great tips on being an entrepreneur it was early morning yesterday I was up before the dawn be
0: sure to check us out on Facebook Twitter and, really and on the web at the DebbieSardone.com
1: but it must be moving on listening to
2: RNCN. The number one source for premium
0: talk radio. Hi, I'm Sarah Krilly. Joining me today, District Governor of 2016-2017, Bill Dundee. Welcome.
2: Sarah, it's great to be here with you. Rotary is an organization with over 1.2 million members worldwide. It's an organization that was built on the idea that people can get together for good fellowship, but also do some good work for their community, for each other, and for the world at large. And overall, that's thrived here in the North Texas region.
0: Check out Rotary5810.org. That's R-O-T-A-R-Y 5810. 10.org everyone hates a dirty house but who wants to spend saturdays cleaning there's the vacuuming the dusting the mopping floors scrubbing the toilets cleaning the showers and who even has the time to clean the ceiling fans or wash the baseboards and if the kids have a game well there goes the weekend that's why i use buckets and bows maid service i love my busy life and my clean home You're listening to Cleaning Up with Debbie Sardone on the Real News Communications Network.
1: Welcome back. We are talking today with Jay Marks of Jay Marks Real Estate. And I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation because I love talking with a successful, driven entrepreneur. And Jay Marks has a very successful real estate agency in Flower Mound, And uh, I've been picking his brain and just hearing about his success and what makes him and his business so successful. And uh, obviously, that always brings me to another question as an entrepreneur, because I work out of my home most days since I've been an absentee owner for many years at Buckets and Bows Maid Service. What does your average day look like owning a real estate company? What does that look like?
2: Well, um, for me, I'm in the middle of accomplishing a new goal, actually. So my day looks like 6 o'clock in the morning I'm kickboxing with another local entrepreneur in town and or at the community center on a treadmill. I'm making some changes to my physical self. I'm in the office between 7.45 and 8.30 every morning. We normally touch base with each other, um, all of our departments. Carrie, Nina, and I all chat for a few minutes, and then we get right into it. I spend an hour and a half to two hours a day in my office alone, making phone calls, calling people back, keeping up with my promises, following up on leads. And then we normally have a powerful lunch somewhere. I call it a powerful lunch. I don't have lunch. I go to a powerful lunch because I'm having lunch with someone to see someone to do something for someone, or I'll run home and eat and read. And then throughout the afternoon I'm doing appointments until the day ends.
1: You know that is one of the marks of a true uh, successful entrepreneur is your day is very well planned and everything you do is intentional it is designed around your goals and it even started with first thing in the morning you have a goal for your health and getting fit and so you start by just doing it just getting and it's hard it's hard to get motivated in the morning
2: right and then today it was really special because today I was at my networking meeting where I'm at on Tuesday mornings somewhere and we had this opportunity. I, you know what? I'm kind of glad that I was your plan B today. Yeah, me that too. Was this was fun. a good plan B. It was, it was, I've enjoyed this very much and I'll be honest with you, there's nothing like I expected and I hope I get invited back. But when I had a very important appointment today at noon, which I can't be here and there. So we did an audible and I asked, remember my team to take my 12 o'clock appointment. I sent someone I trusted and delegated that I delegated a couple calls. I delegated an appointment set up. And during the break, I saw a text that the things are happening. So that made me feel good to be a good entrepreneur. You have to trust people around you. And I want to tell you something for all the new people out there. say you don't have an assistant yet. Say you don't have a partner in business. There are partners in the community and you and I both belong to some of the same networking groups. There's accountants, bookkeepers, cleaning services, painters, handyman, all kinds of people that we can align with and have allied relationships and make them a part of our company.
1: Absolutely. I mean, affiliates within your own market are so important to growing your business. So often, uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, approach networking with their hand out. What can you do for me? What referral can you give me? How can you help me build my business? And they forget or they don't understand that successful networking is not about going with your hand out. It is about going with your hand outstretched to help another business. And then you, can't, you couldn't even pay them enough to want to help you succeed when you've helped them in business. And that's really what you did today is you and I have never really had a lot of conversation. I didn't know you that well. I've been networking with you over the years. But we haven't had lots of conversations. And what you did was you helped me today I said I have a need I had a guest that was unable to make it on my show I have a need are you interested and you said yes you helped me our first real encounter was you giving and look how it's turned out I mean obviously I I think I do see some affiliate relationships here in the future and I do see us working
2: together on some projects matter of fact everyone on my team now has liked all of your pages on Facebook social media so we've liked and subscribed to everything you do I love that. And I'm glad that our common friend, Max Miller of the Cross Timbers Gazette, introduced us.
1: Absolutely. You know what? He's so fun. He introduced himself today at networking meeting as, hey, I'm the paper boy. That's right. But he really is the community networker. He connects businesses with other businesses to help each other. This isn't to help him. It's to help each other. So right. you helped me out today, hopefully I've helped you out, and I can't wait to meet your staff.
2: Oh yeah, you definitely gotta come by.
1: So talking about staff, because I know as a successful entrepreneur that training, continuing education is a vital part of what we do in business. I know for myself at Buckets and Bows Maid Service, we are always training, we are always trying to better ourselves. I know many years ago as a young entrepreneur, I didn't understand about the concept of investing in my staff. And I would send myself to conferences and sales training and I was always reading business building books on time management and selling and entrepreneurialism. And I was developing and growing as a business owner, but I didn't really develop my administrative staff and I wasn't doing a lot of training now I've since turned that ship around years ago about five years ago I started investing in my staff training and we send them to conferences and workshops and and help develop them but as a business owner especially as a young entrepreneur just getting started out and and not really grasping the concept of training your staff and really making sure they understand what they need to do Tell me a little bit about your approach to training and education.
2: Well, um, if you must know, I'll do a true confession. I'm a high school dropout. And
1: Okay, thank you for sharing. Yeah,
2: and I got my <laughs> GED. That encourages other people. Yeah, I got my GED as a young soldier in the Army. And in the military, I learned in order for me to be the best paratrooper, the best uh, cannoneer. I mean, I'm handling very explosive munitions that could cause a lot of problems. I had to know what I was doing. I went from being a buck private to one of the top instructors. And matter of fact, I was ranked Fort Sill instructor of the year for 1991 and 1993. I've taken college classes on business, business law, accounting, speech, you know, learn how to talk. And, um, now that I'm a real estate broker, I'm an actual broker. I have over 1300 hours of registered training with the Texas state uh, board of Texas real estate commission. Sorry about that. Plus I travel around the country and I go to conferences. Anything from Tony Robbins all the way down to a local attorney doing a continuing education class on changes in the contract. And my team and I, we all get educated together. I just signed this up yesterday for a 12-week webinar series that we'll all be taking once a week for 12 weeks.
1: So you're investing in your staff, you're investing in yourself. I really do believe some of the most successful entrepreneurs out there are self-taught. You know, I got my business degree from the School of Hard Knocks. I graduated from high school and got married at 18. Never went to college. I don't have an MBA. You know, and I always worried early on in my career if that was going to be a problem. And, you know, we told our kids, well, you don't have that option. You are going to college. And both of them have have gone to higher education and beyond their, you know, their college degrees and PhDs and master's degrees. But for myself, I'm like you, a self-taught entrepreneur. And I'm so glad you shared that because... People who think their lack of education or their lack of entrepreneurial history in their family means they might not have the same ability to seek to succeed in business or in life. And I think we dispel that myth myth when we say you can be self taught, but you do have to invest in yourself, time, and money.
2: Absolutely, you know. Five, uh, my wife and I, we have six kids together and five out of our six have graduated college or professional training. And the other one's an entrepreneur. It's kind of fun. He has his own lawn service. It's really awesome watching all the different routes. So I will tell you that I didn't let them not graduate. Everyone of them have graduated. The thing that I think is critical is just what you said. Knowledge is power. The more you know, the more you can do and the further you can go. And it's also not only what you know, it's who you know. Part of my continuing education is networking, so I try, in my opinion, to have the smartest lawyer I can find to be my attorney. So I, it's kind of funny when I already opened my own company, I went to my biggest competition. They have four hundred real estate agents. I said, "Who's your lawyer?" And they told me, and I went and hired him. Wow! You know, most I want,
1: people will be intimidated by that.
2: No, I want that guy. Yeah. You know, I want I want to learn from him. And recently, I had some questions, and I said, "How much for two hours of your time?" I wrote the check and I went and said, "Okay, I get two hours." And I had a list of questions, and he gave me a private legal seminar. But it made me better. Yeah,
1: it stretches you as an entrepreneur. So I'm I'm a firm believer. We have to be lifelong learners. We have to invest in ourselves and our knowledge. And it's not good enough that we took a course or have a degree and we allow that information to get stale. I, I mean, I'm reading a book all the time. I usually have two books that I'm working on. And you know, the average person who says, gee, I don't have time to read, all you need to do is read 10 pages of a good business book every single day, and you will have read 10 business books in one year.
2: And turn off the TV.
1: And turn off the TV, and maybe turn off the social media, and focus on your personal growth, and invest in your staff. I like the fact that you include them in the process of growth. Invest in your staff.
2: And listen to this radio program.
1: Oh, I like that even better. You You are my new best friend. Cleaning up with
2: Debbie Sardone. I mean, I think this, this radio show here has taught me a lot just listening to myself talk and listening to the things you've shared. I'm going to go listen to the other 25 episodes.
1: That is so exciting. Well, I'll tell you, I learn something every single time I do a show. I love entrepreneurs. I love interviewing them. And we all learn from each other. And it doesn't matter if they have a giant business or a tiny business. We can learn from each other a little bit here, a little bit there. We need to be lifelong students.
2: Right. Well, I'm grateful to come by here. We ask people to come by and see us on our website, jmarksrealestate.com, and Come to Flower and pop in. We'll say hello and love to have their business and look forward to working with you more.
1: And definitely subscribe to that blog that you have. I know I will be uh, subscribing and sharing that with my client base. So I think we have a great collaborative relationship here. And once again, we have learned from another successful entrepreneur. And we'll do this again next week.